Welcome everyone to the NTU Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and intuitive wisdom. In today's episode, I'm going to look at the three pillars of health within Ayurveda and the five pillars of yogic balance. So let's look at the three pillars of health. So in Ayurveda, to be healthy, it is said that there are three pillars of health that must be honored, and they are food, sleep, and sex. These three pillars are what help to support the body and gives the body this good strength, complexion, and growth. You can also look at this as these three pillars help to impact our mental and physical well-being by balancing these three simple aspects of our life of food, sleep, and sex. And this is how we get this vitality and longevity in our life. Food, sleep, and sex are really the core ways. When we think about this, they are the core ways that we nourish ourselves. And this happens because we are being nourished on a number of different levels. When we treat ourselves with this respect by using these three pillars, such as getting a good night's sleep, getting that eight hours every night or whatever time works best for you, but really getting into these practices and habits that, again, nourish our body, nourish our mind and nourish our soul. And these can be simple things as looking at the foods that we're eating. So so let's look at food. And when we're keeping this balance within our diet, it's buying those seasonal foods. They're the things that make us feel good in that season. Nature already celebrates this by giving these foods at these certain seasons that are going to be harvest. And at the end of the day, they make us feel good. In the text, according to Ayurveda, all disease originates in the digestive system. So when we're looking at our food and we're choosing the right foods for our particular body, as well as for the time of day and for the season, it comes down to this essential piece about us feeling this glow from within. And it's the same thing when we eat the wrong foods for our body, or we eat too much, or we eat too late at night, or even emotional eating, or eating foods that may not be in season. As an example, thinking of eating squashes and soups and stews in the summer, then our digestion and our belly suffers. There's this Ayurvedic proverb that says that when our diet is wrong, the medicine is of no use. When our diet is correct, the medicine is of no need. So let's think about that. When our diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And when our diet is correct, the medicine is of no need. When we look at our diets today and look at how many people suffer from different digestive issues and that bad digestion can really be the root of so much that's going on when we look at how we are consuming food, the fast foods, packaged foods on a daily basis. 
eating our meals in front of computers or being distracted or even skipping them all together. There are times that we all have gone through a day when we can't even remember when we last ate. And food is such an essential part of our life. Food is this essence of life. This, When we think of food, it's this prana, life energy, vital essence, and we're giving that to ourselves. When we put food into our body, it gives us this power to make your life's purpose a reality due to the fact that you have the energy to do so. You have the vitality to take those steps in order to live out your life, live out your dreams, live out the reality that you have set for yourself. Now, one thing about food within Ayurveda, it doesn't necessarily look at food in the essence of calories and vitamins and minerals. However, it embraces this holistic energy of these different foods. And it looks more at the gunas or the qualities of the foods, just like in our dosha, it looks at the qualities or the gunas of the elements and the doshas. So these gunas or qualities can be things such as hot and cold, light and heavy, dry and wet. And when we look at food, there's this individual unique process that happens if you are a person who tends to kind of be hot then adding more spices and hot spices can bring you into a place of imbalance and that goes the same for someone who's really cold cold in their extremities or has really dry skin those kind of things if we're eating a lot of dry like raw crunchy dry foods you're going to bring more of an imbalance because you're feeding that basic cold or hot so when we identify our own gunas our own qualities in our body it allows us to make choices that are going to be more appropriate to our unique individual needs and as i mentioned this core principle of ayurveda of like increases like and this also goes within the season so when we're eating foods during the seasonal cycles of the year if we're eating hot spicy foods in the summer and we are tend tend to run hotter in our bodies we are just pushing this heat to a point where it will be really imbalanced and that goes the same in the winter if we're eating a lot of cold foods we're going to drive that that cold element that cold quality in our body uh, with the weather being colder, depending on where you live, and then also adding in that coldness with the food and our body is already cold. I think you get the picture of how this drives this imbalance. And with those imbalances, this is what leads to disease if we don't make changes or shifts. So looking at the next pillar in Ayurveda, which is sleep. And this really comes down to the fact that most of us are not getting enough sleep. We are in this chronic place of having to use aids or sleep aids to such as uh, pills or other tools, resources to get our, to get our sleep. 
And we become this community of people that are really sleep deprived. And with that, and with that lack of sleep or that lack of good quality sleep, and then also the toxic overload with our diet of those certain choices that we're making, we just set ourselves up to a life that is less vital with less energy. And then we wonder why we get sick or things start happening within our body that it starts to break down. There's a lot of studies done around sleep and especially when people don't get a uh, when people don't get enough sleep, they are more likely to suffer from chronic diseases such as hypertension, diabetes, depression, and even cancers. And this all of these things will reduce our quality of life. It also a lack of sleep lowers our productivity at work. It also affects our energy. And a lot of this is due when we look at our lifestyles to the access to our technology that is always around us. Uh, it's so easy to pick up a phone and do things later at night, uh, where prior to all this technology, when things were shut down, when it was dark. And I'm not dissing technology, it definitely has its uses, but in one fact that it does affect our sleep, our quality of sleep, our quantity of sleep. Also, uh, our work demands, this, this go-go mentality has really created a lot of issues with our sleep. And it becomes more of this norm than just the exception. It becomes this. So really getting our beauty sleep can do so many things for us in the fact, not just from the outside, but also from the inside. So getting this quality sleep re really radiates from the inside out, just like our food intake and how we're eating what happens on the inside radiates out. And when we look at sleep, this is the main time that our body heals itself. It also detoxifies itself. It rejuvenates itself on, on the physical level, but also within the mind, it allows us that time to just download those things that have gone down through the day. It is also the time where we do this subconscious major dump of undigested emotions and those life scenarios that have played out or that we are trying to create in our life. So the third pillar is sex, and this is also including relationships. And within Ayurveda, there's this great belief about the management of sexual energy and valuing it and using it wisely because this is this is vital to our health in the sense that most of the time if we aren't feeling good sex is really the last thing that we're going to want to get involved in or into participate in but using our sexual energy in a harmonious way is really a way that we infuse our whole life with more enthusiasm. And this is around creativity in general. 
it's not just about procreation and creating life, but this is also around those creative projects. And it could be around a business or around artistic expression. It could be through writing and also that creation of creating a baby. So the better our health is in general, the more that sexual energy we have and the more that this energy that we have, the better we feel. So in Ayurveda, within that sex pillar, it merely encourages us to act wisely in regards to who we share our bodies with, uh, how we are going to share our sexual energy. And that within our life, we are born with this sexual juiciness. And basically, when it's run out, it's kind of gone. So this vitality that we are getting from our food and from our sleep is going to help with this sexual energy at the end of the day. And the sexual energy works different for men and women. So a couple other things around this pillar of sex and relationships is that when we're feeling ill or exhausted, it's okay to take a temporary sexual sabbatical and to allow yourself to maybe rest or to heal, uh, to create that vital energy again. And that goes the same for if women who are pregnant or breastfeeding, they may naturally want to take a pause from sexual activity. And this is totally normal and healthy. And this could also be for a woman who is also going through uh, that change of life, that menopause. This may be okay with the fact that you may need to take a break and that there's not necessarily anything wrong with you. It's really about learning how to honor this really sacred aspect of our health. So as I had mentioned, this is more than just about sex. This is also about this vital energy maintenance and how we use our attention and our bodies for expression and creative expression. And when we use our energy in alignment with our higher self, it, it gives us this time to check in with our heart, with our consciousness and our intuition. And this happens so that we can go there to engage with these areas, with our heart, with that intuition, with that higher alignment so that we can make choices that are more aligned with the highest intentions for our highest good that serves us in the best way. So that's looking at the three pillars from the Ayurvedic point of view. So let's look at the five pillars from yogic balance. And a lot of these are interconnected with Ayurveda. So the model of the five pillars within yogic balance encourages us to acknowledge and understand and embrace all the elements that are essential to a balanced, healthy lifestyle. Applying these five pillars in your life can really help you to stay healthy, balanced, and happy. So the first pillar in the five pillars of yogic balance is right exercise. And basically, this means that regular practice, uh, whether it's asanas or any other form of exercise, which 
And this is done with this good intention. Again, we are using that intuitive wisdom of doing the exercise that is best going to suit us according to our age, to our state of health, and to the needs of our own body. So if you're dealing with certain issues, you may need to modify what you do. And right exercise within this pillar in both Ayurveda and yoga is about making sure that we are only exercising to the point where we are breaking a light sweat. That's what this, that's what the texts say. So for those who are getting soaked during their workout, this could be a way that we are not nourishing our body and taking into a place of depletion. And a lot of the time for those avid people who are working out without the nourishment from our food and the sleep, we are actually doing more harm than good because we are depleting the body of these vital resources that we may need to just keep our body running and the energy that's required for our digestion and just to keep those organs running at their peak. So the next pillar in the yogic balance is right breathing. Right breathing involves us working with the, our awareness of the breath, and this is involving at all times. And this helps us to reestablish this deep, natural breathing of when we were a child, which really this breath energizes our whole being. And when we look at the breath and continue to be aware and really conscious of what we're doing as we go throughout the day and how it affects our breathing and then connect to back to the breathing, not only does this help our nervous system in many ways, but it's also going to help bring that nourishment into the body. And hopefully you've seen through both these two aspects of the pillars, this is all about us nourishing our body to help keep it vital, to help keep it full of energy and prana, this life force. So the third pillar in yoga balance is right thinking. And this is a big one, especially throughout the year that we've just been through. This really entails us of decluttering our mind of its many scattered thoughts. And this is where meditation or just being in silence can really help us. This right thinking helps us to increase our sense of clarity and calm. And also right thinking is about that mindset of cultivating a positive attitude and even taking that one more step, not just a positive attitude and optimistic, but also a caring and kind attitude towards ourselves and others. And when we look at positive attitudes, it's not the fact that we just Pollyann everything. There is a reality that we have to look at as well. And when those tough situations come by and the emotions start arising, when we look at going back to the breath and not skipping over the emotion, but just being with it, honoring it, and then moving on, this is where we can get back into that space of looking at our right thinking, looking towards that love, that positive, that blissfulness or that happiness, and also being grateful and appreciating each moment that we have. The next pillar is right nutrition, which this fits right in with that Ayurvedic 
principles of the three pillars of food. So right nutrition is just about being aware of what we're feeding and fueling our body with using those principles of Ayurveda that we are living accordingly to nature and what she provides and eating those foods that are going to nourish us, that are going to help build our vitality and build our ojas, which ojas is this vital force again of building our immunity so that again, we can fight disease. And when our body is full of ojas, disease cannot set in within the fourth pillar of yogic balance, this right nutrition, it's eating this healthy range of fresh, seasonal, nutritious foods and eating in moderation and taking that time to really enjoy your food, eating your food slowly, enjoying it, making this almost a ritual and a ritual that we are giving this life force to our body, eating it with a mindful awareness of what we're eating, how we're eating, and also eating at their appropriate times. So just like just like the pillar of food in Ayurveda, this is about looking at when we're eating. If we're eating late at night, when we're trying to sleep, our digestion is working overtime and it doesn't allow the body the rest it needs to detoxify. Uh, eating, I've mentioned this before, about eating our most substantial meal at noon. This is when our Agni, our digestion is at its peak and we're eating a meal at this time. It really helps to fuel and nourish the body in the best possible way. And then moving on to the fifth pillar of yogic balance, and this is right relaxation. And this really entails that time that we take out to rest, to balance ourselves out from all the doing in our life, from all the activity that we do, that we go through, and to give us this adequate rest. And it's about this balance. As you probably have noticed that through a lot of these pillars, it's about bringing this balance into our life. Yes, we need to work, but we also need to rest. Right relaxation is this ability to maintain a sense of not only a physical relaxation, but also that mental and emotional and energetic relaxation, which all of these help to restore and revitalize our entire being. And we can do this in many ways, getting out, connecting with nature, meditation, uh, journaling, anything that just allows us to chill out for a while, rest, rejuvenate ourselves from all levels, remembering that we are a multi-dimensional being that has many layers. It's not just the physical layer. We have that emotional layer. We have the mind and the, the mental realm. We also have that spiritual realm where we need to connect all four of these to really bring in this balance in our life. And then including relationships and those connections that we are making with others being kind to ourselves, being kind to others, finding a place of compassion and purpose for our lives and how we can serve others with the biggest impact. And we can only do that when we are full of vitality, when we are full of energy, and we are full of juiciness and this radiant juiciness of living a life that is makes us feel good in the end of the day. And Really, we just want to feel good.
So this is really taking a look at both of these aspects of yoga and Ayurveda and how these pillars really interconnect with each other. As many things within yoga and Ayurveda, they are sister practices to each other. And when we incorporate the two of them, we see a lot of the same qualities, the same principles coming up on how we can better increase our longevity, increase our energy, helps benefits, our moods, and our energetic presence that we put out in the world. Take this, do what you need to do for you. Remember that your journey will be an individual, unique journey. And using these and making choices that are going to best suit you in whatever place you are in in your life. And this will change from time to time as we go through different cycles of our life, go through different times where we may be more in a healing space, more in a doing space, more in just being. Those cycles of life, just like the cycles of nature, are always changing. We are always shifting and changing and evolving as well. So with that, thank you for joining me today. I wish you a amazingly awesome day and go out there and be your fabulous self.